You have found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. Pat is back. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about Vooch getting a three-year deal. Is Javon Carter a good point guard prospect for the Chicago Bulls? And can Io DeSumo actually become a three-point threat? We're going to talk about all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Bulls is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. You have found yourself in another episode of Locked on Bulls. Uh, member of the Locked on Podcast Network, where's your team every day? That is the one and only Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. You see him in his little merch, his little official merch. Oh, and, little and merch, like little merch. We got to get some merch out here, man. We got to get a little merch out here. That's what's up. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Pat, let's get into it for the day. You took a day off. You left me hanging on Friday. Uh, with your little vacation and stuff. But, you know, nonetheless, we held it down. But uh, reportedly, the Bulls are eyeing a three-year extension on a deal for Nikola Vucevic. Now, me and you have talked a lot about Vucevic, the number. The years we've kind of touched on a little bit, but now that we kind of have what the ideal number of years are for the Bulls, um, what do you, what do you, how do you feel about a three-year extension? Do you think that this kind of means, if this is coming out, do you think they already have the money part worked out? They're trying to work out the years? What does this tell you, Pat? Uh, I think this tells us that they've, probably the, the fact that right like what do we hear this beginning of last week that yeah. they wanted to bring Vooch back uh that they were finally starting talks they probably had this deal in mind for a little while and it's just about working out the language working out semantics of it and working out um you know kind of how the money's gonna fall because more than likely right the Bulls want this to be a contract that's gonna be favorable for them by the end of it where they can move on from Vooch if they need to or they can trade him uh, maybe in the middle of that contract, if he has another good year with the Bulls, depending on where the team is heading. Or, right, and Vooch is probably like, nah, you know, like, I, I want to be here. I'm going to finish out my career here. Yeah. And uh, I want a contract that's going to make sure that you guys keep me around so I'm not picking up and moving my family again. So I think that there's a couple of things to play into it. Um, realistically, I think we kind of, I mean, when we talked about the money side of things, maybe that's where the haggling is. I would think it's more so whether it's a front-loaded deal or a back-loaded deal, mm -hmm. because to me, right, you're probably talking about, I don't know, what, 20 mil for Vooch, which may seem crazy to some people, but 20 mil a year, probably 60 or somewhere in the 60, 65 range, maybe getting to the 70, 70 might be crazy, but maybe getting into that 70 range. Um, and to me, I think your, your, your holdup right now is probably, one, the fact that nothing can happen yet, but, but two, uh, maybe whether this is a front-loaded or back-loaded contract. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, great points that you made there. Uh, at the end of the day, when it comes to $20 million, while I used to think about that and think, like, Vooch at $20 million with where he is, he's about to be, what, 33, 32 33. years old? Yeah. Um, uh, like, I used to think that was a lot, but then I had to put it in perspective. The mid-level exception is $12 million. Yeah. Vooch is worth $8 million more than the mid-level exception. Absolutely. As no, a top five center in the He's still a he's still a yeah. top five center in the league, depending on what metrics you want to look at. Is he a top, top five, five defensive top center? Yeah. No, yeah. but he's he's actually worth, 
He was top 10 in defensive rating last Top season, 10, yeah, seems. top 10. Yeah. I think that also goes into the fact of, right, like, to me, that's the conversation of who's a center and who's not. Because there's a lot of centers they'd be putting in that power forward category. This is... The, I mean, the, the one thing is, is that I think it, it is hard to gauge because, like, up until, like, two years ago, maybe even it was a year ago, Bam was still listed in the power forward category. He hasn't played power forward in... Uh, has he ever played power forward? Maybe his first couple of years in the league? No, nah, like, first couple of years, he definitely played yeah. power forward. But I think, right, like, I, I always think about Giannis. What is Giannis? We don't, Giannis is just Giannis, bro. Giannis, like, but but he's listed now as a power forward. And I'm like, he, he was a small forward his whole career. Yeah. Until maybe like four or five years ago. And now he's like one of the greatest, most dominant power forwards of all time. It's like, nah, he used to be a small forward for sure. Yeah, for He sure. just couldn't shoot. But, yeah. I mean, here's, here's the thing, right? How does this... You're you're our resident capologist. How does this change uh, what the Bulls are going to try and structure around some of the people here? And does this leave us in a situation where you're probably heading towards somebody being traded? Yeah, I think we're headed towards that anyway. I mean, if you re-sign Vooch for 20, right? Keep in mind, the the projections that I gave uh, before was that if you re-sign Nikola Vucevic for 18 and a half, and at that point, I think it was Kobe for about 12 and a half, that would have only left you $8 million under the luxury tax. If you're right. talking about Vooch going to be 20 and maybe, maybe you get Kobe less. So maybe they're willing to maybe get more of initially, maybe. but actually we're, we're looking at the bulls probably having about 8 million to seven to $8 million of the mid-level exception. They can use maybe less. And because of that, unless you just, you can add a shooter. Like I said before, we need to start realizing the dream of adding some, a point guard shooting and some rim protection. It ain't happening. You may get two out of the three. More than likely, you're getting one out of the three this offseason. And primarily, we're running it back other than that. Only only way I see that even remotely happening is, right, like somebody comes on the market that's just so worth you. Like, you think it's the fix. Right, like the one thing I'll say, I and we, it's funny because we're going to talk about another Bucks point guard that maybe we could go after. But, like, when there was that, like, week and a half where it was like Drew Holiday might be on the market, and I was like, Okay, yeah, go go after Drew Holiday. Oh, but he make a lot of money. Yeah, you know you know what I don't care about the money Drew Holiday makes. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, but he he got cooked by Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler six seven. <laughs> well, Jimmy Jimmy's cooked quite a few people in this playoff series. So, uh, you know that's a long list if you're just going off of who Jimmy Butler is cooked. But at the end of the day, like when it comes to the Bulls and what they need to do, I I. I if they're going to do something substantial, a trade, ha- it has to come. It just has to. Now, I'm not saying the blow-it-all-up trade that some people are looking for, but a trade almost has to happen at some point, even if it's just facilitating signing trades so you can get some talent in that way. But um, listen, this is a, a year where AK and Eversley got to make their money again, bro. Like, they absolutely have to make their money if, if they want to improve the team. Because like I said, every day that goes by as we get closer, I think that it's more and more likely we may be looking at the exact same team back. The exact well, same team with yeah, Carly Jones as as the fifth. Carly, <laughs> <laughs> Justin Jones is getting a, getting his opportunity. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I, I mean, here's here's what I'll ask you, right? Like when when you look at is this a move that signifies just trying to tread water, not trying to swim? Because to me, this is just I'm just trying to stay afloat right now. We're just trying to get out of. They're they're not. I I, I keep saying they're not gonna just do any injury exception, whatever there is with Lonzo Ball. They yeah. won't. They're going to hold on to the opportunity of Lonzo Ball just like they held on to the opportunity of Jamal Murray. 
Remember, Jamal Murray was a guy who was injured, often missed time, and they waited that but he didn't, thing but it, out. But, but nothing was saying that he could not return at all for his career. Though. That's a rough co- comparison because Jamal well, Murray didn't have anything that type of. Nothing was saying that, but I think the, the question with Jamal Murray is the same question you had with Lonzo, where even right before we thought he could never come back and play basketball again, it was, okay, are we going to hold out hope here? It, when when he was in there, he was amazing. He's not in there. We're really, really bad or bad at times. So now with the with the new light where, you know, people in the front office feel like maybe he'll never come back and play ball again, that may be a little bit different. Um, I also will say, again, who are these people in the front office? That's always my I question. It's, it's, Is literally this the guy? The per- it's literally the person who refills the paper in, in the Bro, I printer. Somebody came person. in. It's like, we need to enter, uh, interview a Bulls exec. Are you done Are you done changing that printer? Yeah, come over. Let's <laughs> holler at you. What do you think the Bulls are going to do this offseason? Well, I think we should wait on Lonzo to come back. Bam, write it. Book it. That's what it is. And, and to me, right, that's like asking Ted Phillips what he thinks should happen with the roster with when, <laughs> when he was the president of the Bears. Like, you knew yeah. what he was there for. You knew he was there for the money. Yeah. When Muggs would ask him Bears questions, it would irritate my soul. So I kind of feel like I don't know if that's the overwhelming feeling with AK and Eversley, but I, I say all that to say, right, like the Bulls are really go- going to be a patient team. And to me, this just feels like a tread water kind of move. I mean, I, when you look at like, I love the one two punch of Vooch and Zach. And I think that that's, that's an easy quarter build around. I think when you throw in the DeMar portion of it, that's when you start, it gets really, again, not to say that you still can't build around it. The Bulls did. And I think sometimes we also have to realize that technically the roster that AK built worked to get us to the first place. And it, it didn't start falling apart until we didn't have all the pieces, right? Yeah. To a degree. Now, we still have problems there, right? And nobody's saying we would have won a title, but I think that we forget sometimes that, like, the roster that he built for the 35 games or so, we actually got to see it together. And keep in mind, even then, there was no Patrick Williams. It was working. Yeah, and that's the part that hamstrings, you know, realistically, right? Mm-hmm. You think about it, the the roster that worked, it worked because of how much you invested in it, who those players were. Lonzo Ball mm-hmm. didn't come at a cheap price. You mm-hmm. have to still pay that, man. He's still a part of the book. So now, right, like I think what this this move states to me is we're just trying to tread water until Lonzo's money is off the books. If he comes back, beautiful, great story. Hope that it happens. If he doesn't come back, we're going to have to wait this thing out anyway because we're not going to bite uh, bite the bullet and, and just get him off the team. Yeah, because you imagine saying, hey, Jerry, can we go on to the – like, I would love to hear a conversation because AK said he's ready to present it to ownership. Like, what does that presentation look like? Do you have, like, a PowerPoint? Or is it a, hey, Jerry, and Jerry looks at you and say, before you even ask, is this about money? Because if the answer is – if that is, the answer is no. <laughs> I feel like it's a conversation that does need to be had, though, because, like, this is – if you believe that the team with Lonzo work, you can find another player like Lonzo. You can find a guy who now maybe not that does everything Lonzo did, but I'm saying on the offensive side, you can find the facilitator guy out there. It's just going to cost you money. Yeah, I mean, te- technically, I mean, in the NBA, we've seen it. You can find almost anything you need if you're re- ready, willing to pay the right price, whether it be money, 
and or draft capital, which the Bulls don't have a lot of either. But <laughs> Bulls uh, spent some capital out here. We spent some capital. Next up, we're going to be talking about <laughs> Javon Carter and what he could bring to the Chicago Bulls team potentially. But before we do that, I got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. It's a place to go. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they're going to score more or less than the Prize Pick projections, you can win up to twenty-five times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections as well on any sport that you can watch. This includes NBA, WNBA, uh, 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 NASCAR, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, esports, every single thing you can imagine Prize Picks has projections for. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com and sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, Prize Picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, Prize Picks will give Give you 50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Pat. We got to talk about Javon Carter, man. Um, how do you feel about him overall as a prospect, as a player? We got to see him a lot. We played against him a lot. I think he cooked the Bulls a couple of times over yeah. the last couple of years as well. Um, how do you feel? Javon Carter, you know, theoretically could bring a lot of what you did get from Patrick Beverly. What are we looking for him to bring? I mean, he's it's not it's not Javon Carter's a nice role player piece. Yeah. Um he's not a leader of that team. I don't think it's that he's true. gonna all of a sudden have this breakout role with the Chicago Bulls. Um, I I look at Javon Carter as a nice piece to have if I have my piece in place. Javon Carter works because of Drew Holiday. I don't need Javon Carter to be more. I have Drew. Um, I I think that, listen, is he a fine role-playing point guard piece? For sure. Is he going to come in? Could he be a point guard for the Bulls to, that that is going to facilitate the ball and do those things? Possibly. But, I mean, like, it's not like I look at Javon Carter's game and or his numbers and say, my God, I've got to have this guy. Right? Like, that is the... I think that that's the situation you're in if you're going to get Javon Carter that you've missed on all the guys that you feel are ahead of him <laughs> or didn't go after him. And the it's not a consolation It's not a slight to him. I'm not saying that he's a bad player. I think that it's just there's players that are on the point guard list to me that I would like to see the Bulls go after first. For sure. For versus sure. that are starters versus a Javon Carter who's a role player that I think you're trying to turn into a starter. And when you change people's role like that, you're not going to – maybe the production goes up. Maybe it doesn't. You're, you're playing the gamble game on that. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I, I, I think Javon Carter could be nice if, if let's say, the Bulls do survey the field. They try to get in there. They try to get a Trey Jones, whoever you want to name. De facto, whoever your target is, let's say they try yeah. to get that per person. They can't add him. I don't know if we're getting Trey Jones now. I ain't going to lie to you. Huh? <laughs> I said, I don't know if we're getting Trey Jones now. I ain't going to lie to you. Trey Jones and Wimby might not be that bad. That might be a nice little – well, the keep in mind the Spurs do own another pick, and there's some point guard prospects down there as well. That I is true. Their draft role, but I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, but if like if whoever we're we aim for, if we don't do that, and the Bulls look and say, "All right, Kobe, it's your turn to start." If they didn't go out and say Javon Carter, you're getting an opportunity. But the question I want to present to this is, what does Javon Carter get you that that IO does? I know we're down on IO. What does Javon Carter give you that IO doesn't do? That's the biggest question in all of this. I guess the guarantee. 
Like I, I know, I I know, right? Like I've seen what three years of Javon Carter, four years. Javon Carter's been in the league since 2018. So yeah. What is that? That's four years. Five, this, years this five years. Five years. Five years ago. I've seen five years of Javon Carter. I know the player that he's going to be. I have a guarantee that at a minimum, Javon Carter will do this for me, which is literally Io DeSumo basically rookie year. But you have less size. You've got less length. Um, you've got. Oh, I feel like I need to hit that one on myself. That was crazy. Uh, we all know you love that size, bro. Don't even. All righty. Hold on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, technical <laughs> file haze um but i think that uh you know at the at the end of the day you're probably gonna pay io the same thing you're probably here's here's what it is it's different at the end of the day that's all it is javon carter's different i think io DeSumo can give me eight points two assists two rebounds i've watched him do it <laughs> As, as, all it is is different and maybe right like maybe there's this hope that he comes back and he has an ability to get the defensive prowess back that he had his rookie year that's that's all i can think about it like i don't know i mean that that's definitely a possibility i mean that i just i understand that as bulls nation we're down on io but i i look at javon carter and, may, and maybe it's io insurance maybe you bring in you if you do end up striking out you start kobe you you hope that Iowa's going to come in and training camp ready, but you signed Javon Carter for just what you said. We know that he's going to give us what we need if Iowa can't give us that. And I guess I guess the question is right. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Mm. Can I get Iowa for the cheaper price, knowing that he could turn back into what we thought he was becoming? Because I, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. Would, would we give an IO more than five mil? No, because if it, like, it, like if IO and his agent come to the table and they're I'm like, be, we, we want DJ eight and a half million dollars, I'm gonna look at him and be like, all right, cool. Uh, I hope you go find that somewhere. Yeah. Um, and you know, we'll we'll keep your bird rights because if you do sign an offer sheet for less than that, we'll see you back here. But you know, shout, shout out to you on that. I'm 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 giving you DJJ money. Right, that's, that's the production 3. you 3. gave. He's me gonna last get a little more, little bit more three point three, but I, why? I I I can look at more games last season that DJJ gave me an impact than I can with Io. Like if you just say we paying off a of youth, okay, but like he only a year or two younger than DJJ is. That's like, he's, he's five years younger than DJJ. Give that man his credit, bro. Come on now. I, can we really say <laughs> Io had more of an impact last season than DJJ? No, but the difference this is DJJ signed his contract. That's on him. Hey, listen, that's all I mean. No, I, I, he should have got mean, more. Honestly, DJJ should have got more. But well, okay. I think wasn't DJJ? He was hurt a good chunk of last season because of the finger. Yeah, the season before because of the gr- finger. And it's the wrist. Like yeah, every every time the wrist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told y'all. I think he got like carpal tunnel or something. Like no matter what he do, he just like yeah, you know what I'm saying. But bro, DJJ is only 26 years I old. I told you that's crazy. What are we paying for? <laughs> That's wild. He's been in the league like 13 D- seasons. He came DJ in as a J- freshman in, in eighth grade. DJJ has <laughs> been in the league since for seven years, and he's 26 years old. We got a That's bunch crazy. of bulls like that. It's funny when you think about that, too, when we be like, we don't have no veterans on this team. We got some vets on this team, <laughs> like legit. But like, I, I, I think that that's really what you look at. Like, if I'm looking, if I'm looking at paying one guy over the other, Io DeSumo over, and we'll get into kind of what Io hopefully can become, right? But like, 
I guess it just comes about who's coming cheaper. Because I mean, listen, I it, Io's had a but Io Io, I mean he did have more opportunity, more consistent opportunity. But like we got to stop acting like Io averaged like three points per game. He still averaged eight point six, two two almost three rebounds, almost three assists per game on almost fifty percent shooting. Like it's it was terrible to watch because he missed so many give me's. But like DJJ stats ain't ain't nowhere close to Io's, and they both they both they stats are mad mad regular. Hey DJJ, it's extra get, regular in here. DJJ don't get as many minutes, but I agree with you. But I think yeah. I think <laughs> in, in the sense of Io over Javon Carter. Oh, over Javon Carter. Right, like to me, that's the case that we have in here. If we talk about Iowa over Javon Carter, it's just about who comes cheaper. If Javon Carter is willing to take a $3 million deal, which he's probably not, then go get Javon Carter. If I he needs Sumo, that turtle wax for his ball head. He can't accept it. That's oof. not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. That's tough. Um, that's tough. That's yeah, tough. Turn sideways <laughs> too quick. It'll blind you. <laughs> <laughs> but next up, let's go ahead and get into the last topic for today. And that is, Pat, we got to talk about I. Well, we already were talking about I.O. a little talking bit, about but it. let's talk about him a little bit more. I.O. DeSumo was seen working on that three-point shot. Now, my thing is, that's all fine and dandy, but can you work? And that's the one thing he should be able to work on in the gym. Can you finish in, at the room when nobody's around you? Can you do that? Uh, yeah. But nonetheless, uh, working on this three-point shot, what chances are you giving that I.O. can make a, the three-point shot respectable? We're not asking him to come become a lockdown three-point shooter. He's 34% for his career, 31% last season, taking the same amount. 2.4 per game is what he's averaged. He hit it at 37 his first year, 31 his second year. Can he get back? Because I would say 38% three-point shooter for I.O., that's yeah. right around where we need him to be. I, I think the question is, what is his role going to be? If he knows what his role is going into the season, I think that he can work on that three-point shot being more of an effective weapon. The one thing, right, like we talked about Io in two years, down season, all of that, right? The real mm -hmm. thing is, right, Io's has been asked to be a point guard. We both said he's not really a point guard. He's more of a combo guard. He was more of a scorer in college at Illinois. He was a guy that went out there and was able to shoot the three ball at about a 30, probably 36% clip in, in college, maybe I think that last season he might have had more of a like higher three-point percentage, but I think he shot less, shot the three ball a lot less. So that that plays into it. But I think that right, like listen, Io's a guy that absolutely can develop it. It's just about will he develop it and will he have the confidence in that shot to be able to knock it down when he's wide open. That I guess that's that's the part that you really want to figure out. Because listen, all these workouts look great versus chairs and cones. I, I mean, we, we talked about Alex Caruso last season uh, in the offseason and how he's improved his three-point shot, and he hit 30 in a row. He, he didn't do that in the game. He hit, like, one in a row and then would miss the next four. I mean, listen, I don't even know if he hit one in a row because I, I refuse to believe. Like, it, Alex Caruso <laughs> missed some wide-open shots, bro. Like, it was <laughs> it was times where literally – and it was always momentum ones too, right? It would be like, damn, Alex Caruso's open at the corner. We're going to go up six points. Oh, he missed it. Woo! How'd you hit the side of the backboard? <laughs> Zach, Alex Caruso or Russ? Uh, <laughs> if you squint real hard, he becomes Russell Westbrook. Uh, no, I just, I just, I, I, I don't take much stock in off-season videos. Um, I think that everybody's, should. everybody's working on something. Everybody's trying to get better at something. The one thing Unless that I Jabari do Parker. like, and relax. Uh, <laughs> here's the tough part. If Jabari could have stayed healthy, he always could have been an offensive threat. 
but he never was going to be a defensive threat. <laughs> no. No. He no. could have been an offensive threat, though. They just stopped believing in him. That man said there's only been three people in the history of the league to get paid for defense. Yeah, that's crazy. No, that was a that's bad take. Wow, bro. That was a bad take. That was really bad. <laughs> that was really bad. I, Ironically enough, the only play I really remember Jabari Parker for is his game-saving block that got the Bulls a win. Yeah. It's the only play I really remember from his Bulls tenure. Like, maybe play some defense, Jabari. Um, we're going to get younger and more athletic. I just, I think that at the end of the day, when I look at Ayo Sumu, I, I like what he can bring to the team. There's just a ton of question marks on it. But I told y'all last season, he was going to have a comeback-to-earth moment. There was always that possibility because now I know how to attack you defensively. The only thing I need to see come back, forget the three-point shot, all of that. Bring the defense back. You bring the defense back, I got a spot for you on this team. I agree with you. I 100% agree with that. If if Io can get back to being def the defender he was, keep in mind, there were times last season where Io, not not times, there were stretches where he was the one of the best perimeter defensive, defensive players in the league last season. Two seasons ago. Yeah, well, two seasons, rookie. Year. I mean, we're 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 we haven't gone. Oh, that's true. My bad. I, my yeah. bad. I'm, but, I'm mentally in the next season. <laughs> <laughs> Finals be damn. I'm in the next season, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I really, I really, I really do hope they. Uh, I really, really, really do hope that uh, that Io can get back to being that defender and then let the confidence build everywhere else. And I'm sure last year was a kick in the in the nuts for Io's confidence, and hopefully he can get get that get that back next season. Hey, I'll tell you what, we didn't see him on that CSGO podcast very much, did we? Bro, <laughs> hey, that's crazy because they hey. sure did announce that they signed him and he was on like three episodes last hey, season. Hey, that boy said, I'm not coming to the studio. I'm tired. <laughs> um, no, I it's just, I, I, here's the thing that I do think is going to happen, which could be a bite in the butt, could be a good thing for us. AK's not going to give up on any more pieces. It's just, these are facts. He's going to keep his guys around, which I'm not going to lie. As an old school basketball fan, I actually love. I love GMs that actually like say, I'm going to stick this out. We're going to ride this out. We're going to see what you can become. And hopefully you, you reach your full potential because Laurie, Jimmy Butler, uh, Max Struess, uh, who else have we traded that has gone on to have a pretty good career? Oh, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. We just, we just basically just lied to him. And told him he was going to be on the team and then cut him a week later. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, is there anybody else that's, uh, that's in the NBA right now? That was a former Bull that's having a pretty nice career right now. Like, I don't know, man. I, I You're you're not going to see AK move on from a lot of guys coming up, I don't believe. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, let's hope that it changes, man. Let's really hope that it changes. Uh, I... I I have a lot of faith still in Io. Maybe that's just me holding on to something that I that I don't need to be holding on to. But ultimately, I really do. I, I don't want to see him just let Io go, man. I want to see him resign. And I think he can come back and make a bounce back with us. You know what the biggest problem with Io is, right? What's that? I mean, no Kofi Coburn to stand beside him. I mean, listen, Kofi Coburn. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just saying, like Kofi could uh, bull sign Kofi, Io, and Kofi could relive that uh pick and roll that was legendary at illinois and uh you know it, all of a sudden we're talking about championship seven all right uh <laughs> um, no kofi love dog bro come on now you know i've been <laughs> literally hating on kofi coburn since last year's draft so this time last year, bro 
Yeah. Maybe he got a post move, bro. Maybe he got a post move, bro. Like that, and I remember people like, "Oh, you see the Jazz sign? I, I, this is the hey. Jazz signed Kofi. He's gonna he's gonna be amazing for him." That man was cut less than thirty days later. Bro. Hey, dog. Uh, what's his name? Got that man cut. I don't care what nobody say. Freaking uh, what was that? What was that team name? Or what was the old boy name? Um, Kenny Lofton Jr. Got Kofi cut instantly, bro. Hey, Kenny Lofton was pushing that man around. I was like, you know, I thought he was strong. I thought he was strong. That's what I'm saying. How can you be <laughs> anyway, bro? Like, like, like some hey, good man. man be damned, bro. Like, uh, do you Let's want another of rehash of, of Cristiano Felicia? I'll take him every day over Kofi Coburn right now. I, hey, listen, but here's the thing. Kofi in the Japanese league, the B1 league. I don't know what that means. It feels like it's not the best league over there. He shot 57% and scored 19 points a game, bro. So maybe... Maybe he's on his way back in Japan. Because they think he's Godzilla. Like, he's burnt Godzilla. <laughs> like, <it was> <laughs> Kofi, I still love you, man. Go go to Illinois games. Uh, follow us on everything at Lockdown Bulls. You can follow me on everything. <laughs> at Pat the Designer. He was... He was 19 and 19 and 7. 19 and 7. I'm Ka Kai Soto right now. You guys can follow me at CEO. <laughs> Kai Soto. CEO. Wait a minute. <laughs> Not Kai. H-A-I-Z-E. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls. Me and Pat will be back tomorrow with more craziness, I'm sure. For Pat, oh, I'm Hayes. God. This has been Locked on Bulls, man. We out, y'all. Peace. Peace. Hey, he plays for the Nagata Albrecht. That's gotta be a joke.